kind of dig into the word and find out what it is the Lord um, would be directing me to. Um, recently, uh, Lauren Daigle, um, she is a musician, Christian musician, came out with a new, um, I guess they call them albums now, download, I don't know. Um, and it, it's a, all of the songs, you've heard them, um, You Say, um, Rescue, Look Up Child, those are songs that are on her new album. They're all over the Christian music radio stations. But the really cool thing that happened is she kind of crossed over into secular a little bit where she was on a lot of secular TV shows being interviewed because her album just went crazy. The, the sales of it uh, went um, really high. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, so anyway, she, um, and I, I was thinking about what is it about her and this album that, you know, really in, in, that, in today's media and social, the news media, Christianity doesn't really always get a nice, they don't, they don't put a good spin on it. It always seems like they want to let us know all the things we're doing wrong or um, where we're leaning too far a different direction. But she seemed to be embraced by them. And I was just kind of, so I started, I was listening to her album and of course she has a really great sound. She's very sweet. Um, you know, she, when you hear her, inter she's being interviewed and talking, you can see that the gifts, um, the fruit of the spirit is evident in her life. And so I think all of those things play a big part into why um, she has had the influence that she has had. But I was listening to her songs, and a lot of them speak to identity, speak to purpose, speak to overcoming in uh, difficult situations. And I thought, she just gave a message to a world that is searching for that answer. And so um, even in the church, we're looking for what is our purpose? What is um, it that um, we're to do? How do we process through this part of life? Or, um, you know, we talk about the world being kind of in chaos now, but some of us can't look past, like, our world, our front door. We're just, it's a mess there. Or, or nothing's happening there. Or what's going on there? And so I feel like that song spoke to that. We know that suicide and addiction is on the rise in our country. And I think it's because, first of all, I think it's because we don't have a faith in, in the Lord. Like, we're missing that uh, as, as a, a pillar of who we are um, as church, as a um, country, as a world, as a people. We need to have... Um, our identity found there, but also um, I think that we're lacking purpose and identity. And so, what does that what, what does that look like, and how do we find that? Can I have that word, please? <coughs> Excuse me. Just one second. <coughs> so, I want to go to Habakkuk two. I'm going to have Dave read chapter two, verses one and two, please. It says, I will stand and watch and set myself on the rampart and watch what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. The just live by faith. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, the, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So this is a verse that I have seen used a lot in church ministry. Um, write the vision, make it plain so he who reads it can run. I thought, well, I can't use this for our own lives. Um, why don't we have vision for our own lives that we write down clearly so that we can run with it and so that we know the direction that the Lord is, is calling us to? So the verse 1, um, it says that he will stand on the rampart, or another verse said, um, 
a tower. Basically, he's, he's stepping back and he's looking out over the city and he's praying and asking the Lord, what, what, what is it that you would have us to do? And <clears throat> Habakkuk had an idea of what he wanted, but God had a different plan. And so he says, when the Lord brings correction to me, I will say the just will live by faith. He already has his response to the Lord. He's like, whatever you say, Lord, I will trust you. And so, um, and then he goes on, and, and the Lord speaks to him and says, write the vision down. So I think that's what we need to do is to write the vision down. So I wanted to give you just kind of a three-ish kind of steps to um, write a vision for your life and finding purpose. Um, that's a question that... Um, people will say to me, I don't know what my purpose is. Um, I think when you lack purpose, um, it's easy to fall into depression. Um, it's, you feel lonely. You get offended easy when you don't have purpose. Um, you feel like uh, no one cares when you don't have purpose. Um, because it allows the enemy to come in and because you don't have, you're not focused on anything. So the enemy can come in and start speaking lies to you and then it just builds. And so how do you find that? So looking at Habakkuk, the first thing I think that we need to do is we need to reflect. So <clears throat> this past year, actually, I've done a lot of reflection. It's kind of the, where the Lord had me in 2018, um, where I am now, how I got where I am, um, <clears throat> recognizing God's hand in my life, um, understanding that I'm where I am today because I've allowed the Lord to have a place in my life every single day. I think that's your first step um, in, in setting your vision for 2019 or for uh, your next five years or however much you like to plan out is recognizing um, that you need to make place for the Lord in your life every single day. Um, it doesn't have to be deep theological Bible study, but, but always allowing him to have a place in your life in every decision you make. Um, I'm always evaluating um, in my spirit when I'm making decisions. And it can be simple decisions from... Um, purchasing um, a vehicle or something just, just kind of random like that or, or, or serious decisions about my children's education or, um, you know, where we're going to serve, those kind of things. And so just always being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and making room for Him. Amen. So reflecting on where you've been and, and where you've come. Now, when you reflect, there's two things that you need to do. You need to remember. So you need to remember the good and the bad. You have to look at and we look at the bad because we see how God brought us through. Amen. Um, we can look back and say, okay, I remember that season, and he was faithful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there are some seasons of my life that I can look back on, and I can tell you, so we went through this tragedy. <laughs> and when I talk about it, I think, I have no idea how we got through that. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I, I still look back, and all I can tell you is that God, God carried us through that. Amen. He protected us from it. And so we went through the fire. We had to swim through the flood. It, it was devastating, but God brought us through. Um, and, and that's in very serious, tragic situations, but also just in everyday life, right? We have to manage um, difficulties with parenting, with our finances. Um, those of you who have adult children, sometimes you're helping your adult children, helping their children, um, you know, sickness and disease that comes, uh, death, all of those things, we have to process through that, broken relationships. And so how do we, how we came through that, we can look back and see how we came through it, how God brought us through, but then we can also look back and look at our victories and, and um, 
you know, for me, when I look back on 2018, it was a really good year. I can't really say anything to complain about. It was a great year, and so reflecting on that is thanking God for his favor and his grace and his mercy in my life and recognizing that um, I didn't do anything except for that God just gave me favor. And so, and, and I just walk in that and give him all the glory for that. And so I want to look, uh, let's just read 2 Corinthians, this verse here. 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 8 through 10. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are never destroyed. Yes. So <clears throat> I love this verse. We sing that song. It's an old song, I guess, from the 90s, Doug. <laughs> yes, Lord. And, and, and we sing this as the, is this the bridge? Is that the right? Purpose? Yes. See, Doug, I'm awesome. I don't even sing, and I know it's the bridge. But we sing pretty much. It's a little. The wording is a little bit different. But that we are pressed in on every side, but we're not crushed. You can look back at your life and know that there have been times that you have felt that pressing, um, but we're not crushed. The Lord doesn't allow that. We um, are are persecuted. We're struck down, but we are not destroyed. Amen. We're not abandoned. God is always with us. Um, we get knocked down, but we get up again, right? But we're not, we're not left to be, um, we're not, we don't get knocked down and trampled. Mm-hmm. We can get back up and we can move forward uh, because God has our back. Amen. Um, and just before that, in verse 7, it talks about that we are merely uh, fragile clay vessels. And this speaks to the, the thing that we, we're not crushed. We, we're not struck down. We're not abandoned. All of that has nothing to do with us because we're, we're this fragile clay vessel. It's the power of God that is inside of us mm-hmm. that draws that out and, and, and allows us to be victorious. Amen. So we have to um, re- remember that and understand that, which takes me to the second point is we remember, but then we've got to forget and move on. Um, and that verse is in Philippians 4. Philippians 3.14. 3.14, thank you. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself as taking hold of it, but one thing I do is forgetting what is behind and starting toward what is ahead. Staring toward what is ahead. Yeah. So looking ahead. You know, this. I, when I was kind of thinking through this a little bit, I was thinking, you know, that's why like, credit card debt is so bad. So if you're a young person and you haven't got credit cards, don't get them. They're, they are a trap because you know what they do is you spend money, you spend money, and then you get a couple years down the road, and all of your income is going to paying off the past. Mm-hmm. You can't invest into the future. Right? Mm-hmm. And so this is forgetting what's behind, but leaving it in the past. Some of us have to leave. There's, there's garbage in our life that we just keep dragging into the future that we just need to let it go and leave it behind us and step over it and move past it. Um, you know, recognizing that we're victorious, that we're not victims, and, and changing our mentality so that we can get past it and leaving the past behind, leaving those offenses behind, leaving um, the, the brokenness, all of that stuff behind, step over it and move forward. The other thing we need to do is some of us need to forget about the good old days and leave that behind too. <laughs> because now there's nothing wrong with memories and, and looking back to um, how it was when we were young or when I was in my 20s and this is how life was or whatever. Um, there's nothing wrong with having memories and looking back to that. 
But you, you, you have to let it go because now today is almost 2019 and God has something new for you today. Amen. And if you're so focused on looking back and saying, oh, but it was better then, you're going to miss what mm-hmm. the gift that's now. True. And so, um, you know, uh, anyways, okay. So, um, so after we reflect on the past and we remember and we forget, <laughs> then we begin to look for the future, look towards the new year. So we will um, respond. This is where we take action. This is our part. So um, we have to do something. Um, and, and I just want to give you two practical things. One is something that I've done for years and years and years, and the other thing is something that I just heard about in November, and this is the first year that I'm doing it. But um, begin to set, to house that vision. Because, you know, um, if you've never sat down and wrote a mission statement, a vision statement, that, like, you're like, ooh, that sounds crazy. Um, but it's really simple. So the first thing I do is I ask the Lord for a word for the new year. So I begin to kind of just in the back of my mind, maybe November-ish around Thanksgiving, begin to think, Lord, where is it that you're taking me in this new year? And so I just, I'm just looking for a word. I'm not um, necessarily, like, flipping through the, the back of the Bible and looking at all the words that are in the Bible. I'm not doing any word studies. I'm just praying, and as I'm coming to church, as I'm doing my daily devotions, as I'm you know, listening to music on the radio, those kind of things, I'm just, I just have this something in the back of my mind that's just tuned in to saying, what is the word that you have for me? Um, and, and over the years, the word, sometimes it's just for me, and I just it's just about me. Sometimes I'll share it with David, and he'll feel like it's a, it's a word for us and for our family. Um, it's overflowed even into our ministry. It just depends on how, how the word kind of shapes and changes as, as I learn more about it. Um, so I just want to share with you the word that the Lord gave me this year. And um, he, he started actually back at uh, district conference, gave me the word, and I was like, that's kind of a dumb word, so I'm going to wait. So I, think I, <laughs> I, was, I, I this is, And I'm telling you this because what I want you to know is that whatever word the Lord gives you, like, he might give you, like, this would be a really cool word, prosperity, right? <laughs> like, I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> but what, I'm gonna, what you need to understand is as the years progress, the year progresses, that word is going to have a different meaning than what you originally thought. Um, the Lord's going to use it to draw some things out in you throughout the year and, and to help you learn it. Even he knows what's coming this year. He, God already knows what my 2019 looks like. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's given me a word that at some point I'll be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm getting this. Um, so the word he gave me was plate. So um, I, I, I didn't really like that word. I, I don't know. I hate doing dishes. You can have so I just... I wasn't, I just had trying to process that. And so my first thought was, there is this um, teaching that I heard at Women's Retreat a couple years ago that um, I keep going back to because it's a lesson I want to learn and I haven't completely fully, I, I'm trying to get better at it, but it was, the, the woman was talking about how she went to her pastor and said, I have too much on my plate, you need to take something off. And he said, nope, you just need to learn how to manage it. And because, you know, he said, are all these things, things the Lord has given you and directed you to, then you've got to learn how to manage it. And so I've been processing, okay, trying not to knock things off my plate, but learn how to manage my plate. Um, and I thought, really, that's the lesson I have to learn this year? That's, 
but I want a better word. Um, but then, um, I, I, a couple weeks ago, um, was kind of praying and thinking through this word, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do the word plate, but let's do something better with it. Let's and um, the, other, the, the other word that really came to me quickly was that um, a plate maybe could, could represent service, right? Because if you're, you know, I think of a waiter, they have a plate of appetizers and they will serve. So kind of was thinking, okay, so serve and responsibility, these are kind of how this, this word is evolving. Um, so then as I was preparing to share with you guys, I'm like, I gotta get something better. So I Googled it and actually was shocked at the fact that the word plate actually has some pretty good meaning. So it was talking about um, metal that had been flattened. Um, it's, it, it, it helps to form a foundation. It could be a covering. It's a piece of armor. Um, there's something to do, and, and builders, you can, please forgive me if I say all of this wrong, but it has something to do with some kind of anchor for trusses. Um, I, that sounds really important. <laughs> um, so I thought, okay, we can do something with this word. And so, um, and then I, I began to think about the word plate. I thought, I'm gonna get a plate that I can put on my coffee table, and I'm gonna get some markers, and, and I'm gonna share this with my family, and we're gonna begin to write some things that plate stirs in our hearts for this year. And um, so I was sharing that with a friend, and she says, well, I have a plate that I just, I picked up some of the, at, I don't know, Goodwill or whatever, and she's like, I just grabbed them, so here. So now the plate is representing something else where someone has given me a gift, and so I, I'm not sure what that's all gonna look like, but, um, so I just, I wanted to share that with you because I wanted you to see how simple um, one word can be to begin to give you vision for your new year. Um, I haven't fully processed this plate part of it. There's some things I know that I've just shared with you and some other things that I'm kind of processing. And um, right into January, I'll be getting into the word and I'm gonna find the word plate in the word and I'm gonna begin to um, check that with some other scripture and, and begin to build on that and, and to, to uh, solidify this vision for my new year. Um, so I want to encourage you to um, begin to just um, open up your mind and let the Lord um, give you a word for this new year. Um, some of you are probably thinking already, that's whatever, you're, you're just thinking, ah, I probably won't do that. But here's what I've been praying, is that as you leave here in the next weeks, couple of weeks, you there's going to be a word that's going to keep coming up. And the Holy Spirit is just going to keep speaking it to you until you're like, oh, it's my word for this year. And so um, it's just a simple way for you to, to connect with what God is doing and wanting to do for you. So the second way that you can begin to set vision for your new year, and I love this, and I just heard this at our district conference, um, Star Ellington, who is, um, her and her husband Marcus are our next-gen directors uh, for our Southeast District. She um, spoke a little bit, and she said what her and Marcus do is um, they kind of take some time, and they pray, and they do what they call roles and goals. And so what that is is they list all of their roles. So um, and I've done this. I, I, I've written down my roles. I'm, I'm a daughter of God. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a pastor. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. Um, so and I had to condense it because I just kept going. I'm like, I'm manager of my home. I do that. You know, so... I just I simplified it to some, some few basic roles, and now I'm, I've been praying over those roles and been asking the Lord to give me specific goals for each of those roles. So Star shared um, a testimony that she had was that that year, this past year, um, the Lord 
as a daughter of God, he wanted her, she just felt led to listen to this certain series of, of um, podcasts. And so she began to listen to them. And so every morning she started her day out with her devotions and then listening to this teaching that, that she was um, studying. Well, later in the year, she ended up being in the hospital with some sort of illness. And because she had been listening to those podcasts, she had been being filled with the word about healing and restore. And she said she wasn't afraid because she knew God had it, because she had followed what the Lord had said. So he prepared her for something that he saw and knew it was coming in her new year. Um, you know, as for me, um, my roles as a wife and then as a mom, I'm Gabe's mom and I'm Nate's mom. And so there is something specific that the Lord is speaking to me about for me as a mom to each one of my boys that, that in this new year will be something that um, I do for them this year. Um, so it's, it's kind of um, a goal of me to better myself in my relationships and in my um, responsibilities. And so I think it's a great way to, um, again, connect with the Lord and what it is that he's called us to and, and what he is leading us to. If we just go all willy-nilly, and we just hit our 2019 and just go, you are going to get to 2019, December 30th, 2019. You're like, oh, just another year. I want it to be, I want to see where I've grown. I want to see where I've blessed others. I want to see where my relationships have been strengthened. I want to see that I know more of who Christ is. I want to be more secure in my identity, my identity and who I am in Christ and understanding that on a deeper level. I want all of those things in my new year. I don't want to just waste the calendar days just doing the same old, same old. Amen. And so I want to encourage you to kind of have that same attitude as you come into 2019. It's not just another year. And it doesn't matter if you are 7 or 700. God has a purpose for every day Amen. of 2019. And he wants to use you. And he wants to bless you. He wants to fill you. He wants to bring you through. I know some of you maybe are entering uh, 2019, and you are glad 2018 is in the past, and you are hoping for better <laughs> things in 2019. Well, God, God wants to give you better in 2019. Now, I say that, but sometimes there are things that we do have to go through. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just circumstances of life we have to process through, process through things. Things that happen. <coughs> but sometimes we make bad decisions, and we have to deal with the consequences of those. But if you if you know, okay, I've I've made some I've made some bad financial choices. Amen. So I'm in I'm <laughs> I'm in a difficult season financially. Hey, that's a that is a role you have. The you are the finance manager of your finances. So if you are married, you and your spouse need to sit down and your role as the finance managers is to set a goal for 2019. And, and find out what the word says about finances. Look it up and say, what does God say about our finances? How can we make better decisions so that we can invest in the future? Um, and so whatever that role is that you have, you can take that and begin to set a goal. And it does not have to be a huge goal. It doesn't have to be um, something that's not attainable. You might reach some of your goals in the first month of the new year. Awesome. Now you can put all your effort towards the other goals um, and allow the Lord to um, take those goals, even take the word that he gave you, and as the year progresses, it's just going to snowball into more and more and more as you grow 
and, and understand what it is that he's speaking to you. He has vision for every one of you. Amen. He wants to speak it to you to give you purpose and give you identity. And he wants to grow closer to you, wants you to grow closer to him. Amen. Um, and then finally, once you have that, write it down. Write it somewhere. Um, I have the note app on my phone, so that pops up on my computer, pops up on my watch. Um, I can pull up that note whenever I want to look at it and be reminded of what is it that the Lord is speaking? What is my goal for my role as um, a mom? What is my role? What is my goal? Just to remind myself. And you might be able to say, well, it's really simple and I can memorize it. But if you go back to elementary school and your teacher said, if you hear something, you remember a certain percentage of it. If you see it in here, you remember a little more of it. If you see it here and write it, you remember even more of it. And so if you're seeing it, you're hearing it, you're reading it, um, you're writing it, all of those, you're using all those different senses, it's going to be, it's going to kind of become part of your, who you are. Amen. And that's, that's the whole point of it. And so write it down. Maybe you have a journal. Maybe you do the digital thing like I do. Um, maybe um, you have some sticky notes in your word. You're just going to write, you're not going to write plate because that's not going to be your word. <laughs> but I'm going to write plate. Um, and, and stick it on a sticky note on your mirror in the morning. So that's the first thing you see when you get up or, or on your, your nightstand or on the coffee maker, wherever it is that you, so that you can be reminded of what it is that the Lord is speaking to you. And then finally, the thing that you're going to do is you're going to run with it. You're going to run with it. Um, what God gives us is not always just for us. He wants there to be an overflow that flows out and reaches others. Um, everywhere we go, we are a light of in the darkness. And, and we know that our world needs that light. And so as we are being filled with the Lord, as he is giving us vision and purpose, that's overflowing. And we're going to be able to share that with others. I know that as this word plate, first of all, I know that I'm going to be getting my family involved so that there's more that I'm influencing. But then it's going to grow. It's going to be on my coffee table. If you're in a corner of my home, why do you have a plate with random writing on it? It's not going to be pretty. I'm not going to ask Melody to write in her pretty handwriting on my plate. It's going to be... A blind lady's handwriting. <laughs> um, my boys are going to write on it. Um, it's it, it's going to open some doors for some conversation, and I don't I don't even know how it's going to affect me as I minister in the community and as I go about my day. But um, it, it is going to change things. So here's what we're going to do to just respond to that this morning. I, I just want you to take a few minutes, and I want you to um, just kind of tune into the Holy Spirit a little bit. Uh, just be really. Um, intentional about that right now and, and and ask the word for for ask the lord for a word some of you probably are thinking right now you're even a word is even coming to you just hold just grab it and write it down um some of you might don't overthink it um don't don't over spiritualize it just let it come to you and then and then take that word and then start to meditate on that word and what does it mean what does it mean what is the literal meaning of that word? And then what is the word? What, what is it in the word of God about that word? Um, so let's stand. And um, let's just take um, about the next 30 seconds to kind of focus in on what the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you for this morning. <coughs> I want it to be your best year yet. Um, whether it's your early, you're still in single digits, or you're in your 80th or 90th year. <laughs> Um, it's going to be your best year yet. God Amen. has some amazing things in store for us in this year. And so um, I'm excited, and I want you to be excited. Amen? Amen.
Amen. Amen. Well, Doug is going to close us out here in a couple seconds, and, and Dave and I will see you at the back. And we love you, and Happy New Year. this morning, Lord, that's going to be so, um, it's penetrated our hearts, Lord, as we move into 2019, Lord, the, the word that you're going to give us. We thank you for the word, uh, our Bibles, Lord, who has your word in it, Lord, that, that lights our path, Lord, and leads our, our way, Lord. We thank you for that word. And Lord, we thank you for the word that you're going to provide to us, Lord, Lord, to give us uh, a direction and a vision for um, the days to come. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're going to do a mighty work in and through us, Lord, by using your word. And Lord, we just pray that you would uh, continue to guide us and direct us in each and every day and everything that we do. And God, go with us today. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.